Okay, constantly varied. We're back, lads. And I tell you what, I'm not feeling all that confident leading this podcast today. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure my brain's functioning, but I'm also looking across the room at you two, thinking I'm not sure you do much better either today. Uh, no, so we've we're had a today, aren't we? <laughs> we're a bit of a mess I this just morning. Had an extra shot flat white there from insomnia, so I'm ready to go. Ready to go. Okay, daily. I'm here with James and Elaine. Elaine, how's it going? Hey guys, thank you very much for having me back. Yeah. Although so, I don't think he's be happy by the end of this conversation. <laughs> okay, so let's get into a bit of training review this week. Um, over the last seven days, James, let you go first here. Tell me something good that happened in your training. <laughs> um, the past seven days, uh, my training sessions have been with a Gwen. That was seven days ago. That was disastrous. I cried, literally cried. So that wasn't good. <laughs> it's happy things. Why did things. you cry? Oh, man, honestly, I sent you, you guys on the walk. That morning, coaching it, <laughs> without sounding too vulgar, I emptied the tank. I completely blew my load coaching that morning, right? <laughs> and then I came up and I had, hadn't edited the podcast from the days before, and that zapped me. Had to do my class plan for the next day. Didn't bring enough food. Like, I think I had a yogurt with some berries before I just wasn't prepared you were an empty vessel empty vessel emotionally physically the works and then I went downstairs I was doing Nathalie's class and bless her she tried to get me going and you know when you just can't so I was yeah. warming up going why am I here why am I here why am I here I tried to psych myself into it and couldn't so tried to do some reps went outside cried a little bit came back tried some more and whatever the good thing that happened in training, though, that was the question, wasn't it? Yeah, this is great I'm just, having a, I'm just having a therapy session it's here. so uplifting. Um, on Monday, I did Laura's snatch class. Um, and my snatches went pretty good, which was always great. But it was a quieter lunch class. And what I really liked about it was it got to a point in the last eight-minute block where we were just doing heavy technical singles, where it was kind of one or two people lifting at a time. But everyone would watch and like clap them if it was a good lift or say well done or cheer them on beforehand. And it was just it was something that at the time I kind of went, oh, yeah, this is cool. And then I get back in the zone to do my snatch straight away. And it was only whenever you asked the question that that came to head straight away. I was like, oh, yeah, this just, is really cool. You're just in a nice vibe. Just in a nice vibe, yeah. Oh, Not too many cool. people, but everyone really supportive. Some people like Amy who are mega good at snatching. Jose had a great day. Dean was there for the first time. And then other oh, was great. Very what cool. a great day yeah very nice okay that sounds good that's uh, that's actually after settling me right down thanks james right elaine anything good happen do you want to hear the bad stuff first yeah. or is that, is that <laughs> what we're actually doing today uh gwen gwen was just such an amazing uh, day and it's actually very similar to to james's story as to why uh but number one my win to hold on to a barbell for 15 reps is something that three months ago i was like i'm not going to be able to do that it's just you both know how terrified i was of that workout and you know what it didn't matter how much weight was on the bar it was the rep scheme that really scared me uh but i was I couldn't believe I held on to it. I and saw some video of you. You were yeah. you were in the fight. Oh, I was fighting. Hannah showed us that video that we had that you had attached to Wattify of uh, resting it on the the quads, and it's not something that I'd done in any training. But Hannah made us do it before, um, as a bit of a primer. Oh, it just gave you like right. Come on, you can definitely do two more reps. You can definitely do three more reps. Literally tooth and nail and I think I I, co I um trained that evening and I read some stories from people earlier in the day where they said it took me two to three minutes to do 15 reps mm. I was like okay okay be calm breathe you can do it it doesn't matter how long it takes as long as you don't fucking let go of <laughs> that bar because if you let go of the bar you're done um so so worth it by the end then it was I've I was so proud of myself and I was proud of everyone in the room but the uh extra good thing that happened was we kind of paired up in class uh, so I was with Laura and Catherine and Catherine was breathe breathe Elaine breathe and she was counting my reps because again the stress of counting sometimes put me, puts me just in another dimension Um, so yeah I would not have gotten through that without Laura and Catherine huge shout out but for everybody in the room everyone was paired off and we were cheering each other on to the final rep the atmosphere yeah. was unbelievable and just the the confidence leaving that session from everybody uh, mm. was amazing so yeah huge win all around yeah deadly well done and do you know something uh huge shout out to everyone who showed up on Gwen Day yeah because it's such an intimidating 
workout. Yeah. I could see like uh, people had a different response to it in the in the days leading up than most tests. It is scary. People don't quite know what the weight is. They don't know if they can do 15 or 12 or 9. They don't know how bad it's going to feel, but they've got an inkling. It's such an easy one to avoid. So the people who showed up and like guessed it right, guessed it wrong, had a bad day, had a good day, showing up, I think, in hindsight, was one of the big wins. So everyone who did, massive win. I Shout think. out to Santry Morning Crew. I think I had nearly three full classes on one. It was yeah. unreal. People went after it. And I saw... Um, Gary showed up and did it on his own, right? Yeah. Like, and a few people did. I think, did Hannah do it on her own, her own as well? Yeah. Like, and that's a different, that's a different beast altogether, right? She, like, I've always thought she's a psychopath when it comes to her training, but that now was yeah. next level. And then our classes also were booked out and Barry and Margot uh, came in and did an open gym together at the 7.30. Yeah, and the whole crew stayed back and cheered them on. It was just, the atmosphere it was just such a good day. Yeah, yeah, Amazing. Yeah. Can't wait to see what's coming next. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, so, okay, I'll go next. Um, something good that happened this week. It's a funny one. I was away, and one of the good things when I go away is I train. I trained every day. I did two training sessions some days. It was daily, right? But when I was training, like, this training was nothing special. It was just going along, doing some lifting and a bit of cardio on the machines, whatever. But it was a great reminder of the absolute nonsense that goes on in gyms it was a reminder for me i spent so many years in, in gyms where it, it kind of felt like uh you know hotel gyms are this confluence of people coming from different disciplines and it's such an odd mismatch and it's so obvious because you know you go to um one style of gym and everyone's kind of similar you go to another time everyone's kind of similar here it's like the oddballs from the different and everyone's looking across the room at each other what's he doing what's she doing and it was that feeling that I didn't miss. That especially the um, the physique focused people and the it's like the threatened body language of it and the looking across and what's they doing and all this and I was like, thank fuck we do what we do. <laughs> I know that what I'm doing is going to help my performance and my health. Yeah. Everything we do is beneficial to us, and nothing is really for the facade of it. And for me, that was a good thing that happened. A reminder, even on our worst days. We're better we're than doing, those guys. We're doing, <laughs> we're doing all right, you know, not to sound smug or anything, but like for me, it's like, okay, I'm so happy we've ended up with a gym that I know we're fully in on. That's so funny that you say that because I trained whenever I was away as well and the same thing happened. Right. There was like, me and Jill went and trained together and did a little bit of lifting, a little bit of cardio. And then there's other people going in and they walk on the treadmill at an incline, holding on to the handles. So they also are inclined so they're flat <laughs> and then there's other people just doing like dumbbell tricep kickbacks wrong and there was all sorts going on and i was like i could help every one of these motherfuckers but they don't want it and, yeah, they and i can't it. and it's like <gasps> yeah it's so stressful it is it is uh, and it, like look we can sound a bit superior as you say that mm -hmm. and it really don't mean it to be like we're better it's that i'm just glad we're doing what we're doing yeah and they're doing what they're doing off you go i'm so happy we're not doing that that that's the thing and honestly over the years there's been always these little pressures to do things that people also like we should do that and we should do this and we should do that and a lot of gyms end up doing plug-in add-ons oh we should do this we should have that type of a class and i'm so glad we do what we do that was the thing so i came away feeling like ah, even on our worst day we're doing okay all right so let's talk programming then and we have a unique situation once a quarter where we have these two weeks that overlap we have a pre-game week and a game week in a couple of locations and then we've got a game week and post game week in the other locations and they're going to swap which means we've got a bit of a crystal ball situation so if you train in Dunleer, Selbridge or Smithfield next Monday you're going to do what James did last Monday just gone so it's a good did, opportunity. We did snatches, right? You did snatches, <laughs> yeah. Just checking. Exactly. So if you're in Dunleer, Salvage, Smithfield, you're going to be doing this workout next Monday. So James will give us a preview. How was it? Any tips for people? Yeah. Give us a bit of a... So I actually talked to my people, not, not about it in that context, but my coach and focus around it was 
trying to give them a little dose of everything that we've kind of covered in the past three months. So mm-hmm. it was like talking about setup, talking about the pool and talking about speed under the bar. They're like the three main things we've really focused on. <clears throat> and then reminding them that while I'm saying all three of them, there's one that really resonates with you that helps you get the best result. So go after that one. So my recommendation is to the Dunlarians and the Smithfieldians <laughs> and <laughs> who else? And this, this, this Celebrations. Cel- Celebrates <laughs> the other gyms that whatever your coach has uh, prescribed for you is probably exactly what the group needs. So run with that, but then also tune into maybe you have some minor little things that you need and start thinking about them on the Monday, ready for the Saturday. So it's checking in during that workout. Am I getting what I need to help me? And if I'm not recognizing exactly what you do need and go, oh, come Saturday, I need someone reminding me of this or thinking about that. When you you did the workout? And then I did the workout, yeah. So there's three sections, eight minutes. It's it's kind of light practice with three variations, yeah. medium practice with two variations, and then some heavier practice with this snatch. Yeah. So when you were doing it, where was your focus in that first section when you got the three different things? Was it on three separate things? Uh, no, my first section... I was primarily focused on my drive because it was the pull and the hang snatch. Yep. And the that full extension is the bit I tend to miss a little bit w- whenever I go heavy. So I need to dial in on it while it's lighter. So that was my focus there. <clears throat> then in the second part, the pull and the, and the snatch, snatch, it was bringing that and then trying to get a stable catch in because I have that tendency to wiggle at the bottom sometimes. And then in the third bit, it wasn't until towards the end that I really dialed in on this. I think I said this to you yesterday, where I was trying to think about that change of direction speed down, because we had spoke about that a couple of weeks ago. And I, I thought of it just a little bit too late, but then it was a really good reminder for me. I'm like, oh, on Saturday, that's the thing that makes my snatches feel really good. It's whenever I think about extending and sitting quick at that Bumble. really snappy bit. Yes. yes. Okay. Daily. Okay. Elaine. So you did the Monday... Uh, the power yeah. cleans the power clean so it was one rm power clean and then part b so if you train in Santry or nace that's going to be the monday after game day yeah and you're going to be doing this workout and you're go- you're doing it two weeks out from game day Correct. right so it's kind of slightly different yeah so um how was it uh it was again it was a, a brilliant brilliant day <laughs> great vibes pbs did you see that leaderboard on monday oh my god there was 95 percent of people got a pb like it was insane i think hannah she sent me the exact figures but it was just insane the amount of pbs so the programming is definitely working we've obviously been doing a lot with um gwen a lot of prep um in cleans but yeah and the form the technique around the room it was um it was great it was a really I saw the Dunlear videos some of the stories yeah Yeah. a lot of good consistency around yeah and Hannah's focus was finishing the drive Uh, sorry the coach's focus on the day was to finish out the drive Um, so we did a lot of uh, that that was our focus throughout the room and definitely we could feel it Um, and just enjoy it For for the crew that are doing it next week it's post game day might be a little bit hungover still will you you just have to be celebrating on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> so just enjoy it. It's a new quarter. Uh, go out and enjoy that Monday session. Because um, we've another big three weeks ahead. Three months. Three months. Not three weeks. Big three weeks. Months ahead. <laughs> right oh there, Lane. No, I'm not okay. Um, but for me on the day, I got a PB. So yeah, that was my big win. That's I, I haven't PB'd in a long time. So I was very, very happy. Um, class. One last tip for the day is get your wrists warm or your hips warm or whatever it is for you that you struggle with for me it's my front rack uh, i need to get to class early to um warm up but it just made the session a little bit more enjoyable because i was able to uh feel a bit freer so cause it's a lot of lifting it's like half an hour of lifting between the build up and uh, then there's 15 minutes how was minutes. the 80 stuff so that i was actually nearly i was afraid to go 80 percent because i was like will my form fall apart but i went for the full 80 percent and it was it was brilliant and just that repeated position repeating that catch mm. and that was our focus to catch as low as we could uh it was it was really really solid work yeah i, I love that peeling back from a yeah. heavy lift and yeah. then doing the consistency work at still a heavy weight yeah. but it's it's it just feels like uh i've got real confidence at it because yeah. it's lighter than what i've lifted already today yeah. and you can hit it over and over you know you're ingraining it's for me it's always Repeat. like this is where i'm making a progress today that pattern yeah. yeah and 60 kilo used to be an one that terrified me and I did it for 15 reps, yes. 
Amazing. Very nice. Something I'm kind of surprised at, but then not, because this happens to us all the time. But we haven't, since the last quarter, we haven't really done any heavy power cleans. We've done lots of them, but always like reps, stringing them together, like doing them with cleaning jerks. And then we've obviously done a lot of snatching. But isn't it funny that having that power development focus, and we talked about it in coach prep one day, it's like box jumps, kettlebell swings, all that stuff still transfer, transfers over to every barbell. Yeah. Because whenever I've seen a program that I was like, one, one, why not just do like a heavy single day, but that not be better than a one RM day? But it yeah, works. But the, yeah, the pattern's hidden in everything. It's wild. And uh, it just, it just, all makes me sudden, really excited for here on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you think about all the snatch work we do, like all of that, all those snatch pulls and like we're just working on that drive all the time. So yeah, it's very cool to see it. Um, okay, so let's move on from program and talk about what's coming up at BUA. Very quickly, another reminder, BUA qualifier for Filthy 150. We have we have limited the amount of spots in that qualifier, but we've tried to open it up as much as we can. So there is some spots left. It's Sunday to September 17th. It's going to be roughly like a nine to four sort of day in Santry. And um, we're going to have, it's basically an individual competition day. If you're interested at all in competitions, this is the easiest way in you're in your familiar environment among people who are really just want to see you do well and all the pressure's gone but you can still come in and have a great day so i think uh as competitions go i think it's probably our favorite day of the year every year the vibe is it was always so nice. good last year yeah it always is it's always brilliant so if you're interested in competing uh, there's still time to get your name down if you would like to help out at that or a filthy 150 i always think when you get the filthy 150 and you're helping out it's a big show and you can be like holy shit this is a good place to kind of say well can i start by volunteering here like doing help out the equipment or something like that and then you're at least in it you're in the middle of it and you get a, a, a feel for it as well so that's coming up 17th of september um okay the other thing then we want to talk about which is the, the other big test on game day just 20.5 and one of the big hot topics we've been discussing among the team right we've been saying it's it's a difficult one to know like to get into mentally emotionally to to say i'm really excited about this for a reason because it's such an unusual test it's kind of like when until you do it you don't kind of know what's to come so uh, i thought we discussed it a bit about why we picked it and where you could possibly aim your focus so you can come away with a most definite win on the weekend. So the first thing, let's talk about why we picked it. One of the reasons is we looked at the data from the last quarter and it was really obvious that in one of the workouts, a lot of people got to the ring muscle up and got stuck there. Like lots of people were like, okay, I, this would suggest that a lot of people are primed and ripe to go and make that step to a ring muscle up, which is a giant leap it would suggest that a lot of things are going really well. So we said, let's give ourselves that really high bar and see, can we get people over that hump? And then also there's a scale version of a pull-up, which is a lot of people in that same journey of, can I get a pull-up? Exactly the same giant uh, hump to get over in your athletic journey. So we thought, thought it'd be nice for that alone, but then there's this big work capacity element to it where we have to get very fit, lots of reps, and then there's this last piece, which is a strategy that you get to pick. Now, what I like about that is I know some people on a game day, the last thing they want is for everyone to see where they're coming in the order on the day. You know, like they want to be on their own, like blinkers on, taking on the challenge for themselves. And the last thing they want to look up is and say, oh, I'm second last and everyone can see that. That shouldn't be a consideration for you. You should be in your own zone. I think this workout is going to get split up real early within 30 seconds you don't know who's first second third fourth everyone's gonna be on their own path through it so i think that's a nice element for game day it, it makes sense so if you're at all worried about oh geez i'm gonna be so slow no one's gonna know and nearly everyone's gonna get time capped that's the truth so therefore everyone's gonna start and finish together and in the middle of it you're gonna be in your own zone so i think that's one of the other attractive pieces for an event like game day for us but then there's this other piece where we have this historical connection to this workout because in in the 2020 Open, we got to announce this workout to the world. 
which was a huge deal for us. We had done a 19.5 worldwide announcement here in Bo. We had a huge event. We had international broadcast trucks out in the car park. We had world famous athletes going head to head. We had Darina out, out on the floor with Christopher announcing the workout, the whole world watching them. It was what an event. And you'll see on the reception here in Sandra, we have a blue plaque on the wall to mark it. Now, the next year, we went back to CrossFit and we were talking to um, to Justin Berg, who was the general manager of the games. We were like, we want to do another one. And he was like, yeah, you did a great job last year. Let's go. And we talked to him about this idea of taking it, Filthy 150, to the States and doing the announcement from our main sponsors, HQ, in Boston. So we took a team from Filthy 150, we flew over to Boston and we went to the Reebok HQ and we wanted to do that because we know that Reebok had athletes and that's the hard bit in these things. So they had Annie Thorsarder and Pat Vellner on their roster and they said they could get them to go head to head for the live announcement. We had you know, personalities come in for the announcement and we had a big full place. We went around and did a, a tour of Boston of all the boxes and invited them all, gave them all free tickets to the event. Um, Christopher and Sarah Ann was there, myself and Rena were there, Andy was over doing all the, the media stuff and it was an amazing few days like we got to see things on another scale because Reebok put they put extra money in behind it if that makes sense and they had their big facility and all that but yet it was our show and we got to run it and um, it was just one of those unforgettable experiences and we have all the footage I'm going to I'll post it on Instagram later about um, how it looked but for forever then like Filthy 150 and Bua is connected to that workout because it was the one we got to announce the 0.5 one, the one that like the last one of the the open, which is the big one. So um, we said it would be good to revisit that and go and do it again. So we'll post some footage about that if, for people who didn't know the uh, the history of it as one of the big reasons. All right. Um, so let's talk about the workout. All right. So the workout itself, we have. 80 calorie roll, 120 wall balls, 40 ring muscle-ups or pull-ups or jumping pull-ups, whatever version you're doing. And you've got 20 minutes to get through as much of it or of all of it as you can any way you like. Mm. Okay, so I've got some data on this one so to give people some idea, right? So, uh, Elaine, I want your guess here, right? This is a guess. What's the fastest time in the world for the men? Oh. What would your best guess be? Oh, I have a clue. I know it's really hard to know. 14. 14, that's a good guess, yeah. James, what are you gonna guess? For the men. For the men. Like 10.02. So it was Lazar Dukic, and it was 9.54. So sub 10, that's so fast, so fast. And actually Vellner, who, was, who we did it on that day with, he came second in the world for this time. So he was just a few seconds over 10. So the females, it's uh, to be expected the female times are going to be a little slower because number one, the rower tend to be a little bit behind on that. And then also on ring muscle-ups, we tend to see ring muscle-ups, um, the numbers don't necessarily correlate. So what do you think? Female. Come on. I'll just stick to 14. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's your number. I'm going to say 12. 12, say okay. 12. Right, 12. Yeah, I think 12 as well. 11.35, and it was Sarah Sigmund's daughter. She was a beast. What a beast at that time, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's how fast it's kind of possible to do for the absolute, like... I'll get it done in 14. <laughs> 14 is your number, okay, <laughs> we'll stick with that. Um, so the Irish Times, I've got some of the Irish Times here. Um, fittest woman in Ireland was Emma McQuaid, as usual that year. She got done 13.48. And you think about there, like Sarah was like over two minutes faster than her. And Emma's frankly a better athlete than her, yeah. you know, um, and there's still a two minute gap, which is ginormous. Um, we look at second place, Aoife Burke at 16.43. So it drops off another three minutes back from that. And Kat Fearon was only a couple of seconds behind that. The top 10 women in Ireland did not get it finished, which, which is just show you how big of a challenge it is. Uh, so the top eight got it done, the, the ninth and tenth didn't get it finished. Um, for the Irish men, 11.07, Sam Stewart got it done. So it's a very fast time. PD was only three seconds behind him and Jeff Flood was another two minutes back from that. Um, so difficult workout to finish. 
So if you're thinking, I'm not going to get this done, don't stress. Most people won't, <laughs> is the point. Uh, on the male side then, we had three finishers in Bua. Uh, no, we had more than three finishers in Bua, but the top two times at the time were Christopher, he was 15.34. Gar was right behind him, only like six seconds behind him. James, I think you did it 16.40 or something. Yeah. Um, so all three would have been in the, like in around the top 50 in the country. So that'll give you an idea of what the top level performers at the time were doing. Um, so I also thought it was interesting that we had three women did ring muscle-ups that year in Bua, which was interesting. Uh, no, well, three of, of everyone got, got a muscle-up or more. So Fiona Fox got 11. Uh, Gillian Campbell got 10. Yeah, and sad. Sarah Ann got six ring muscles that year as well. So it was very cool. So I can't wait to see how that goes this time around if we get some people on the rings. So many people have gotten their first ring muscle up this quarter, yeah. which has been insane. It's a different kettle of fish on the day where there's a test. You've just maxed out your snatch. Your warm-up might not be fully in your control, etc. Getting a muscle up or multiple muscle ups is going to be interesting. So, um, James, let's talk about how you might get a win from this. It's so hard to know, like, have I done well or not? Like, yeah. That's not the hard bit. It is. I think I'm, I think the most important thing to point out in this, and Amy mentioned it in our team meeting yesterday, is all the reps are created equal. So a muscle-up is the same as a wall ball, is the same as a calorie on the row. So to get the best score possible the wall balls and the rower are how did you describe it earlier the low hanging fruit it's like you should probably go get them there's obviously other ways to get a win in the workout but i think if reps on the leaderboard are your thing then doing all the wall balls and all the rows should be some sort of priority and then if you want to finish the workout you obviously have to squeeze the muscle ups or pull ups in there as well but leaving like I don't know, 120 wall balls till the end and you only have four minutes to do it or something seems like a terrible strategy if you try and bias all the muscle-ups beforehand. Yeah, it can be tempting to just go and do all those at the start yeah. and saying like, and almost think, if, well, if I got lots of muscle-ups, I mean, I, that I, I, would be higher on the leaderboard, yeah. but you have to finish all the things to make that happen. Exactly. So um, for you, you're thinking... For me personally... Um, like what would be a win for you? If I finished it, honestly, I think that would be a win. I haven't whatever way my schedule has fallen with classes i haven't done loads of muscle ups and my confidence on in them rides on doing them a lot and like quite frequently and with quite high volumes um, <clears throat> i've done lots of wall balls i've done lots of row ones so i'm happy enough but muscle ups i've always had a thing where i get to a certain number and you've seen this before I just can't turn over or i can't press out or something yeah. and that yeah, only and comes from time with me if you're competing a lot at the level you are competing you need to do a lot of volume of that it's like it's a required skill i need to keep topping it up once that's not a priority it's like it's not necessarily the most important thing no. like the rowing the wall balls are more important yeah, for your yeah. health and fitness and all that sort right. of stuff and i remember in the build-up to that open i was doing rings and bar muscle ups both of them at least once a week like minimum once a week in either like a, a specific gymnastics skill session or in a workout so my confidence with them was just like give me 60 yeah, yeah 40 is yeah. fine yeah. whereas my confidence with them now is like i'm happy up till 25 or 30 and then i know that last 10 no matter how fresh i am or how tired i am always feels hard mm. so i'm having to i remember my tactics last time and my tactics this time are going to have to be very different to manage my confidence throughout the workout okay so so your your win will be sort of wrapped up around your outcome like how how well you do in terms yeah. of your result how many reps you get done in a certain amount of time i think that's a it's a very legitimate goal i also think it's important to notice if you're in that mindset right now what should come along with that is that you're already very aware of your own capacity and if you're not aware of your own capacity basing your win a lot of disappointment yeah because it, basing your win around the outcome is it's very unpredictable and it's not in your control so much yeah. so for those who do know how fit they are how wh where they sit with the different movements then i think that's a pretty good idea to think well maybe if i get the rowing and the wall balls done i'm happy or if i got half the reps done i'd be happy or if i got wall balls rowing and plus x amount of whatever 
So the outcome one, I think is important to, first of all, define what you would be satisfied with, and then maybe talk to a coach about the best strategy to get that. 100%. You wanna you want to stack the deck in your favor yeah. for that. Okay, cool. So that's win number one. Elaine, what do you think, another way, I know you have a different way of looking at how you might get a win from a workout like this. Um, so another way of looking at would be a win in, in g- gymnastics, uh, particularly if that's not a, a strength of yours or if it's something you may have been focusing on over the last few months. Um, so a win in gymnastics might be getting your first p- kip and pull up, might be getting your first ring muscle up, or it might be that you've achieved those in the last few weeks and if you were to get a realistic number maybe it's five if it's been your first uh, few weeks of getting these skills maybe it's 10 uh, etc that's def- that could be a win for you or for me personally if i was to get through 40 pull-ups that would be a massive massive win for me gymnastics is not a strong suit of mine uh, so to be able to do that volume after a massive amount of rower um, and wall balls and notice I said after because definitely I want to get those easy reps done first uh, or easier reps for me uh, done first um, so yeah a, a win in gymnastics that could be getting 20 hip and pull ups like if you're newer to that movement if it's a skill that's uh, newly acquired same with ring muscle ups uh, we've got a few guys in Dunlear who've recently gotten their first five six ring muscle ups so if they were to get 10 on the day that's a that's a fucking huge win mm. 40 you don't need to look at that end goal that end number it, it's uh, more defining a goal for you in that gymnastics space I think yeah, it's a good yeah. plan yeah and I think w- we all know the gymnastics are the first challenge is getting the first one yeah. but then like they're so affected by the interference effect from other movements like more than other things correct yeah so we have to be aware of that that we might be able to go out and pure a clean at the end of all those wall balls and rowing yeah. it doesn't get affected so much but it can have the opposite effect on our gymnastics, gymnastics. it can yeah. make something that's usually fine fall apart so i do think you have to keep that in mind with your goals yeah it might be a good strategy to do some when you're fresh to have some in the bag and then if you get all of the wall balls and rowing done then you've got a, s- a section at the end to say this is all cherry on top yeah and get let's back to it. let's see can i get one let's see can i get another one and you just take it one rep at a time correct yeah so uh yeah the gymnastics is definitely the high stakes game that we play in this workout yeah so uh set yourself up for a win and go after it that's the big thing okay deadly so i've got one more way of approaching this and it's not really outcome based and it's definitely not around any individual movement it's about the internal battle that we have because i definitely think one of the reasons we picked the workout is a lot of reps and we wanted to give you something that's an a bit of a challenge to get over and it's just the high volume of work that we have to get through so uh some people will relate to like i talked to like alan last week who said i had a ha- panic attack in the middle of that workout he was saying because it was just so hard and then he had so much more to do that happens to people all the time they have a little mini like oh shit i'm really tired and i've got 14 minutes left so i think winning the internal battle is another way to say that's all i gotta do right and um in that in itself can let you leave the result behind and say internally was did i show up how i wanted to show up and only you can know that you can't fake it you don't you don't need to report it to anyone else it's very much for you in your head and what i like about it is it takes all the pressure off all of the external stuff the comparison and everything because you can say all i want to do today was show up and not let it beat me and if you can do that then it's a big win and it ties in with um you know we have a usually a jose question we actually got a member question this week which I'm gonna introduce here because it's it's very related. Ed sent us in a message. He's training at Smithfield. He's making massive progress over the last four months since he joined. And he sent in a great question, which is, uh, when you hit a wall, how do you keep pushing through? I thought it was a really good question. And uh, he said after the <laughs> the mono benchmark, he definitely hit a wall. And he, it came to mind, it's like, what do you do in that moment? And I think that's what might happen in 20.5, that for a lot of people, they'll they're going to be staring at that wall ball thinking oh jesus i've done a lot of rowing and i still have lots of wall balls to do uh and, and my personally you want to get your view on this as well my view is that once you're in the battle then you're winning the battle that's the main thing it's actually having the struggle is the win and the struggle for me is 
as soon as you notice the negativity coming in, can I respond with something constructive? It doesn't have to be, hey, everything's great. Don't worry about it. Keep going, Jamie. It can be like, okay, it is hard, but I'm not stopping. I'm just going to get back on the horse, back on the horse. And in that, the mental wrestle is where mental toughness comes from. So I think that's where, for me, in the middle of the workout, I got to keep asking, am I still in the fight or have I backed away from it? Have I now slowed down to the point where it's comfortable? Staying in the battle is the key. What, what do you think, James, about like pushing through the wall? Have you got anything so that- I have, yeah, I always have two things going on in my head whenever that tends to happen. The first one is always like, that's it, same sort of thing, like an acknowledgement of it. And it's usually a phrase around, this is why you're here. Like, I'm attracted to this sport. I coach this activity because it's not like going, no offense to fly fit or bend on and doing the chest press and that stuff. Like you can just tick the box there. It's finding the thing that's really hard and then digging into it. Like That's why we're here. And then the other thing I tend to always do is look back at what I've done before and there's always been something way harder. Always, always, always. And I'm like, remember, in my head, I'm going, remember the time you did that? And it's more impressive, it's faster, I was moving quicker, like, I had less sleep, pick the thing. I was in a worse scenario and I did a better thing. So I'm just like, you can do this. Yeah, so I, I like that, yeah. I remind myself why I'm here, I can do way more. And then all of a sudden it just becomes a decision of do I keep going or do I slow down? And if I slow down, my internal voice gets really mean and I don't like it, so I just have to keep going. Yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. What about you, Elaine? What do you do when it gets, when the going gets tough? Tough, get going. <laughs> Very nice. That's philosopher. I teed that one up for you, didn't I? <laughs> um, I hit a wall yesterday. Yesterday, that ski, ski was fine. Those pull-ups, I wanted to cry, and Jose was like, come on, Elaine, keep pushing, keep pushing. And I had to just take a second, put some extra chalk in my hand, catch my breath and say you can do this you can keep going look at what you did it's, it's the exact same looking backwards now yesterday i was lucky that i had survived the first round <laughs> so i knew i could survive a second and a third round but it's very similar look back at when you've done this before and know that yes you can do it again it just feels shitter and rougher this time but you have to the goal is to keep going you just have to keep pushing forward and i think for uh, not to be going backwards but for 20.5 you need a strategy if you don't have a strategy you're dicking around moving from rep to rep to chalk bucket to water to this to that and tops off definitely take the tops off makes you more aerodynamic um but the here on that on the tops off thing i did a survey on my instagram recently about what's your favorite rest strategy and it was so funny, the list of people who tapped tops, tops off. off. <laughs> I was like, totally, yeah, yeah. totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a short list, and I was like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it takes 10 seconds sometimes, you know? Um, but yeah, having a strategy, because you can't hit a wall if you don't know what your wall is, because if you're just literally moving around, moving around, moving around, I'll waste my time counting my reps here, how many have I done, etc. So they're all time-wasting strategies. Yeah, and the strategy, what the strategy does is gives us something to do next. Yeah. When we get stuck in the mud and we're in the swirl of uh, panic, there's like, yeah, but what's next? Oh yeah, next is my, I have to go to my wall balls and do a set of seven. Yeah, you can't get back on the horse if you don't know which horse is yours. Yeah, yeah exactly, 100%. So that's a good shout. Okay, so 20.5 is coming. Uh, define your win before you go in and then go and fight for it. And either way, getting involved is the key. It's your celebration at the end of your three months to say, I've worked hard, I've made all this improvement, now I get to go and show it to myself rather than be having the pressure to do something for anyone else. Show it to yourself, that's it. And then we can have a really good social after it. It's obviously Nathan Santry this week. Next week, it's Dunlear, Smithfield, Selbridge. I can't wait, our second ever game day. So uh, get yourself ready for it. Right, moving on, lads. We're nearly there, and we have a shout out to to give Elaine. I know you've got someone that you want to talk about this week. Definitely, a uh, huge shout out. It goes this week to Neve Can. Uh, so Neve, her attitude, um, her work, her mindset, um, her approach has been incredible. Neve is not that age matters, but she's uh, an older. She's in her mid forties. 
um she's an older lady and she has recently started a new role in work so she's moved to the uh 6 30 p.m class and they're savages in the 6 30 p.m class and neve is right up there with the rest of the crew um but she has set a really cool goal to get her first sorry she got her first kipping pull up this year and her next goal is to get her first ring muscle up before the age of 50 and I have no doubt in my mind that she is going to get it she's an absolute legend and uh, she was up that rope yesterday not a bother on her now Neve has a bit of CrossFit experience she did it in Canada for a few years and she's been uh, with Bua since she's moved back and she, I spoke to her a few weeks ago and she said her she's made more progress in Bua in nine months than she ever did in Canada in three four years and the it, she works really really freaking hard um so she's always worked hard but uh yeah the 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 programming works and yeah she's loving the process it's amazing like it's it's inspiring here someone in their 40s yeah like setting the bar really high for themselves and saying i ain't done i'm not cruising here i'm gonna keep making the progress keep making leaps forward hey well done neve amazing okay overrated underrated We've already sent Elaine an email this morning explaining the, the concept. <laughs> I didn't read it. <laughs> okay, so uh, James, you're going to go first. One word, we know that it's either overrated or underrated. Irish bars abroad. Underrated. Elaine. Overrated. Shit, I, I forgot to think about it. <laughs> oh man I'm so on the fence here um, underrated I'm oh my god I'm leaving <laughs> I've had enough of you two so okay. I want to put context on mine right I hate going to Irish bars abroad so you got it wrong uh, however <laughs> when I do go abroad typically they don't have say you go to spain right they don't have the rugby on they don't have the gaa on and they don't have like whatever it is you know the one place you can 100 percent guarantee there will be rugby the guy or the football on whatever it is it's the fucking irish bar so i avoid them avoid them avoid them until it's match day and then i'm like we're going one place one place only and it's fucking o'neill's right <laughs> It's always the same, right? So needles or wolf tones or something. But like, I'm going away during the World Cup this year, and I think it's the Ireland South Africa. No, not the Ireland South Africa. Is it the Scotland game? One of the Ireland games. I'm away for it. I'm like, well, we know what we're doing that Saturday night. And Jill's like, yeah, of course, Irish bar. Like we're on the same page for it, and we'll not go anywhere near it for the other ten, eleven days we're away. So I hate them, but I rely on them so heavily for that one thing. Okay, Elaine, I want to hear the uh, I want oh. to hear the response. So, you you live in Ireland. You spend your whole life in your pu- in the pubs in Ireland. Why would you fly however many kilometers into the heat or the cold or whatever it is you're so doing? So, do you on never go to them? Never. It's such a wa- waste of time. So, um, so, so how do you know that they're overrated? Because well, well, do you know I lived in Melbourne for a number of years? <laughs> oh, you never mentioned this, Elaine. I, I'm delighted I got this opportunity to mention it on the podcast. And for my first year, I was in Irish pubs. That's all. I, not all I did, but to make friends, to meet people, um, we would be in Irish bars. Uh, that's where we'd meet up. But as soon as I stopped that shite and moved on to going out with my Australian friends, being a bit more cultured, you know, um, I. It enjoyed all these other experiences and drank new wines and all the rest and you know uh, so no I think when you're in Ireland Irish pubs are great but when you're abroad uh, there's just so many other things you could be doing I don't also don't drink all that often so I'm a bit of a bore so maybe don't ask me these questions <laughs> for someone who doesn't have an opinion yeah, yeah I'll right. have a great opinion <laughs> okay so I said underrated because so right let's get it straight None of us think they're nice places and we all go abroad to experience something new and to get away from. I think you're dead right there. But I'm with James. If you want to see a game, there's nowhere else to see it. When you go abroad and there's a big match on, it's one of my favorite things to do. I'm on holidays. Oh my God, I want to go see the game. So I was in Munich and the only place I could find was a fucking Irish bar. But then I went and the crack was unbelievable. I, w- I spent the... I spent the um, the week, you know, going for 
you go get some food and it's in a lovely German beer hall. That's fucking deadly. Absolutely amazing. Zero crack, but it's definitely lovely and I love being there. That's why I go. But then you go to the Irish bar, it's like, oh my God, this place is hopping. The game is on. I felt some life. I even sat in a taxi to the airport and the, the guy in the taxi was like, he, he was a North African guy and he was saying, I am coming to Dublin later in the year. What should I do? And honestly, I said, you should go to the pubs. Like go as many as you can because it's where all the people are. It's where all the life is. It is actually what we're good at. Even if it's not just the drinking, it's the atmosphere in the pubs is the it's the vibe it's the that's why we we were friendly because we, we do that well i was gonna say to watch the match have you heard of the internet like you can, <laughs> you can google yeah but there's no atmosphere things. on a fucking laptop in a in a reception hotel when we were in portugal there was some match on mark wanted to watch and we were sitting at dinner and he was watching it and he could he wanted to go to the irish pub and i was like nope not going not doing it couldn't think of anything worse so he was watching the match throughout dinner and i was not happy with that either so would it not have been better if you just went to the pub you could have got some tato cheese and onion had a nice drink <laughs> and had a crack with everyone else tato rather than, cheese yeah rather than him sitting there with his phone at least then you know he's watching the match and i was like i can accept this because there's 10 tvs there's a fucking phone there and it's like he's picking that over you i know <laughs> i still lost the battle Okay, we've got one more. We've got one more. Now, this is an odd one. <laughs> we've got one more. Overrated, underrated, right? Now, I know, so, so maybe some context here. Um, it's hats, right? <laughs> Such the broadest thing of all time. But maybe not just like any hat. Like I'm talking, you know, you're like, I'm going to wear a hat. It's, it's something I'm going to buy for myself. It's not just like the free hat you got at the Filthy 150, as Lance said earlier. It's uh, like, I'm going to, pick a hat for myself and wear it james overrated or underrated <laughs> well, the context changes this underrated fuck it <laughs> i have no idea like I, I i have no opinion i have loads of opinions but i, I have no be honest come on hats underrated underrated <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'm going to agree, underrated. So we so, all, so so first of all, we all say they're underrated. Who has a hat? Like a hat hat? Yeah. Not like a beanie. Not like a beanie. No, I don't have one. I don't have one either. Do you have a? I have one. Y right, I have one fedora that I bought last <laughs> uh, year and I wore it once because I felt like such a dickhead. Oh, so you. Yeah, so I hold did. on, hold on. None of us have a hat. You bought one, wore yeah. it once, never wore it again, and you're no, saying it's underrated. Pennies, obviously. I can go spend <laughs> a fortune on it. But it's like, a, it's a hat. Like, it's like, oh, that woman's wearing a hat. But yeah, I wore it once, and I just felt like a bit of a dickhead. But my friend Edel wears hats, like hats, all the time, and she can really pull them off. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I just don't think I could pull it we off. We were saying before, it's a real identity thing, though, isn't it? It's like you wear hats or you don't. Yeah, and. The reason this one came up, I was, I was, I said I was away and I, I was walking past a hat shop. I was like, oh, look at all those hats. They're all very interesting. And it was like, like you said, like fedoras and different, all the different styles. And I see some people and they wear hats and it's like, oh, I wonder, could I be an interesting hat person? Jose could wear a hat. Like hundred percent. He could show up with the most over the top stylish hat and people were like, of course, you know, that's if I showed up like that, people would be aghast. Isn't that true? Yeah, they'd be like, oh, midlife crisis. They're like, <laughs> like what's happening, He's Jamie? He's hats for a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is This'll pass, don't worry. Or something's wrong. Yeah, exactly. It would be that, wouldn't it? But I also thought, there's some really interesting hats there. But I would I was, I was, would have no confidence going in picking one and being able to say, yeah, that's me now. I'd have to get like three opinions to make sure I'm not making a fool of myself, I think. What about like, um, like a flat cap, like a grandpa hat? Like, like there were some of them, like, oh, okay. you could rock one of them, can you? I don't think so. so. I think a part of it as well is like your general style, like the type of clothes mm -hmm. you wear. Because but, but we're also in tracksuits and leggings all the time. And you could wear like a gym plus coffee free beanie or a boo hat, but you don't get like a gym fedora. <laughs> That'd be weird. It, it wouldn't work with my today's outfit, for instance. But um, I also think like, when I, when I see people wearing it, like they wear it with confidence. I remember there was this time in my 20s when I would have been self-conscious wearing sunglasses. 
you know, you would have got like, like I'm not that guy. But now I always like it's really comfortable. There's a point at which you get comfortable with it, and then it fits. I think. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, like, what about training? Do you ever wear like baseball cap or beanie for training in the winter? Is that? Yeah. You do that. Yeah. Love them. I used to wear my Adidas hat, like baseball cap all the time. It was like a shield for me. This was like in my first year of training, let's mm-hmm. say. And I wouldn't do like a thruster. Like I, I would wear the hat and I'd be like, it would just about go around my head because it was a shield. Like this was where I hid from everybody. And then over time, and I also used to wear glasses. I got laser eye surgery. Uh, I have a discount code about you. What's Um, But this was my uniform Was my glasses And my hat And I hid behind them And I thought I believe nobody Mm. could see What I was doing in the gym As long as I kept Those two things on my face And then over time I was like Well that's not practical And took off the hat And took off the glasses And yeah So I used to wear A baseball cap But I couldn't think of that And worse So sweaty Yeah one of the early CrossFit knocks Was so funny That these used to be The fellas who would Have the woolly beanie on And no shirt on You're like And then James Put his hand (laughs) Are you really surprised that I do that? No, really? I'm not surprised at all. I rock it. Ankle bite. Yeah. yeah. Tracks of bottoms pulled up. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Ankless socks, uh, hat, but no t-shirt. It was a whole style, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Still is. Yeah. Yeah. The baseball thing backwards, I, I see, because for that reason, the peak cap doesn't get clipped. Yeah. There was a whole thing a few years ago, many years ago now, where there was a, an internet meme going around of a, a hat a hat pure for snatching so you would wear a baseball cap and you would snatch and it's the heaviest weight you could snatch while knocking the hat off because the bar stays close and it hits the peak on the way up that was kind of a cool little thing going on but yeah so hats so we're all going to go and get a nice new hat is that what we're yeah, saying i have uh, logan our friend trained a guy who makes like specialized fedoras and his instagram is him making them and they're unreal um, one of the things that at some stage in my life that i will definitely treat myself to is a fancy ass hat like one where whenever i'm paying the money i'm like this money has been saved like put away for this one thing because it's not like a, a friday purchase where i'll nip to pennies and i'm gonna buy a hat because we're doing a thing yeah. like you wore that baseball cap for the last game day it's like I'm going to go to this place. I'm going to talk to this guy. Here's the thing that I like, and he's going to make me a hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A custom, tailored, fancy hat. And there'll be a whole outfit that goes with it. 100%. I can see I can see the um, the arms crossed in the sweater over the shoulders. <laughs> I can see the whole thing, James. It's going to be epic. Who knew we could have such a conversation about hats? There you go. Woo! Okay, let's leave it there today, lads. Thanks. Thanks.